Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. All right, halfway through here on a Saturday, it's John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888-957-9570. We had this question before the break. It, it's popped up a couple of times here on the on the text line. Has there ever been a quarterback win a Super Bowl in the first year? First year as a starter, and we were throwing it around. Yeah. I mean, first year as a starter with a new team has happened, Stafford, Brady. Mm-hmm. But first year as a starter, period. I mean, we were running back through it. Mark Sanchez, Ben Roethlisberger got to some, NFC, or some AFC championship games, but uh, the answer is no on yeah. that front. So, you know, that – that's what I mean. That argument, people were making that argument big time uh, last year when the debate was who should start Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, and everyone's saying a rookie has never won a Super Bowl. But I don't think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, someone, I don't think a, a first year starter has also ever won, even if he wasn't a rookie anymore. Patrick Mahomes came close. Yeah. I think it was that AFC Championship yeah. game, the overtime game to uh, Brady. They lost to Brady. Yeah, yep. Patrick Mahomes came close, but I don't even think a first-year starter has won a Super Bowl. Now, like JD said, uh, a first-year starter on a new team has has won it. We we saw it recently with Matt Stafford. We saw it recently with Tom Brady with the Bucks. Um, but hey, why not make some history? I think this roster is loaded. I mean, the biggest concerns to me, just from the naked eye. The, the offensive line is always going to be a little bit of a concern. Um, when you, you know, you got Mike McGlinchey anchoring your tackle spot on the other side of of uh, Trent Williams, and then, you know, the guards up and down. And then, you know, cornerbacks. Although I really, really like the addition of my man. From, God, I've been bad with names today from Kansas City. Uh, wait, the corner? Charveris Ward. Yeah, yeah. Charveris Ward. Yeah, Ward. He's a stud. He's yeah. really good. And he he's is. looked good in camp. He looked very good in camp before he had a, the, a hammy, ham, right? the hamstring, and Mosley yeah. had a hammy, and, and guys are coming back. They are a little more banged up than meets the eye, but but nothing to this point season ending as far as at least a significant piece. Kurt Warner's name has come up. Kurt Warner did was that win. His, was that his first year? That was his first year. A little bit of an outlier since he was like 28 yeah. or, or, or 29 even. That's maybe. true, though, but he was, only, he was playing in the, what, the uh, Arena League, yeah. right? Yeah, so he played. He, yeah, he played, but yeah, he was in the in the arena league, and then what was the story? He was he was stocking shelves. He was yeah. working at the grocery store. Look, he has a great story, but that movie looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've I seen the previews. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, you know, my I watched it. You didn't. Yeah, I watched. I it. didn't. I didn't roll. Was it as bad as it looked? Yeah, I mean, it's literally Redbox. You know, if you got something on HBO Max, sure, you're not paying for it. But it was like the one story I didn't know about his fail. I knew about the sun thing. So it was like oh, the, the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. was pretty cool, but yeah, you're you know trust me, Redbox that bad boy. That movie, <laughs> honestly, this isn't a joke. That movie looked so bad when I saw the trailer for the very first time. I I clicked out of the trailer to look at the Twitter account because I thought it was like a Saturday Night Live skit making fun of it. I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> It's like this is a real movie. Yeah, it seemed a little shout out to Kurt Warner though. Yeah, no, it's a great story and a and an unbelievable life. And yeah, I mean it. It's definitely a story worthy of maybe a movie. Greatest show on turf. That team was loaded. That team was loaded. Marshall Falk, 
Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. And they came out of nowhere, which was yeah. like, like, how did you not see that coming? Orlando Pace anchoring the offensive yeah. line. Yeah, they, they had some studs. London Fletcher on the the, the, the linebacker. They should have won two, but then that's when the uh, when the, the, the journey of Tom Brady started very next year. Football, man. You never know what's going to happen, but that's like a, it's what, what it goes back to my point. Not for long. Brady obviously is an outlier. He's the best quarterback of all time. But you see that Rams team. You see that 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 roster. You're like these guys are going to be competing forever. Absolutely. They only they only got one. They only got one and got to another one and got beat by by Brady. And then it was a it was a wrap at that point. Uh, the six five zero in the Comcast Business Text Line. Uh, we always have wide receivers running wide open, but Jimmy doesn't see him often or makes a bad throw. A lot of Niner fans on that. A lot of times they were wide open and he hit dudes too. Yeah, Jimmy, I will. Jimmy, not on the deep ball, but but over the middle. Jimmy did miss a couple. I think he left two touchdowns on the board on that Packers Packers game yeah. uh, at Lambeau. Luckily, the Niners were able to squeak out a win. That was one of the best games I've ever seen. Like some people don't. Some people don't like those defensive battles. They think it's boring. I love that stuff sometimes. Obviously, you want to see the Niners connect on some of those throws. Like, I think it, he had Kittle wide open and then overthrow yeah. him, and it ended up picked because he waited a little too long. Um, they looked like they were going to be done in that game early, and then it was just, and then the defense just – the Packers couldn't score. Like, it was – I thought the Packers were going to be up 17-3, to and then – basically cruise and they flip that game you know i hold trent williams because i think trent williams is the best player on the team but with the exception of trent williams after that packers game that's when i was like debo is a guy he was playing on like one ankle he was their entire offense pretty much that whole game uh made so many game winning plays that's when i was like you got to pay this guy, Debo Sam- Samuel. And he also showed, like, he's like the heartbeat of the team because he was clearly hurt. It was a brutal environment to play in. It was so cold. And he's he's taking handoffs, making people miss his third and six, picking up seven yards, making catches across the middle, clearly in pain. I was like, all right, Debo, he's a guy, and he's he's the heart of this team. So then when he – that's the, that was the game I kept referring to when he was – asking out and they weren't mm-hmm. paying him. I was like, you got to pay him. You got to pay him. Just the messaging would look bad because that guy, not only was he productive, just the manner in which he was productive, what you asked him to do, putting his body on the line, playing through injuries with the heart he showed, like you got to reward that. A couple other things on the uh, the research from the research department, our, our guy Craig, uh, Kurt Warner was not a rookie. It was his first year as a Starter, he did play in one game and had 11 attempts in 1998, but he didn't start a game. So his first year as a starter, he he did win in 99 with the Rams. And Brady, although Drew Bledsoe, his name almost slipped my mind right there, was the starter. that The year they won the Super Bowl, Drew Bledsoe was the starter at the beginning of that year, and Brady took over in the middle, and then what Bledsoe wound up in the AFC Championship game having to come in. In Pittsburgh, and then. that was that was awkward. Like Tom Brady made it easy because of his sustained success. So you look back and it's like it was an easy decision. But in the moment, yeah, because Drew Bledsoe moment, was a dude. Yeah, he was pretty good. Who's Tom Brady? He's like a sixth round pick out of Michigan. Drew I'm, Bledsoe was getting a hundred million dollar contract yeah. at the time. Like I, you know, obviously I. I I'm not from New England. I didn't cover the team closely enough, but I'd have to imagine that fan base probably got split uh, during those times. Like, why are we? Well, come on, Drew, Drew. Drew's healthy. What's going on? And he, had, yeah, and he had been, you know, taking him to a Super Bowl, obviously a few years back. And and at that point, I think I'm trying to remember. I don't remember off the top if the, if he had noticeably declined, but I do think there was a I do think there was a controversy at the time. Like, do you go back to him? They didn't go back to him. Yeah, I, I remember him sitting on this sideline, and then Brady got hurt, and then he he went in, and it was like, was well, he going to end up finishing the year? But then Brady was able to come back. But he threw a big touchdown pass, I think, in the AFC Championship game. And Bledsoe was pretty quite frank in his interviews too. I remember an interview where he was like, did not make it, it like he did not hide the fact that he was pissed. Sure, uh, which is understandable, but it just goes to show you, man. Like sometimes. And this was out of his control. Of course, he got hurt. It wasn't his fault. But 
Sometimes you just you can't give someone the opportunity to do your job better than you. To Wally Pip you? I, I've been. Yeah. My, one of my mentors yeah. said that to me way back. Never give someone the opportunity to, to let them do your job better than you do your job. And it was under a little difference of a context. He was just saying, like, work hard. Don't let people outwork you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just the same motion. It's just like, man, it's a dog-eat-dog world. It is. And if you're Drew Bledsoe, you're thinking back, like, okay, you know what? I guess that wasn't that. Like, like I was mad at the time, but I guess there was some other stuff going on. Like, right. when you look at it 20 years later or whatever. Yeah. Because he had a damn – I mean, Bledsoe had a damn good career. He did. He did. And the Patriots were pretty good with him. Him and uh, – uh, what's, what's the light skin – Wide receiver's name. Uh, Terry Glenn? Terry Glenn. Terry Glenn was a good player, uh, right? Ohio Terry State, Glenn. right? Yeah, yep. I was a huge Terry Glenn fan. Um, but, yeah, man, back back to this 49ers team. As you said earlier, that week one matchup, that's a great confidence matchup. That's a great matchup to get Trey Lance going, you know. That, that offensive line in Chicago might be the worst in football. That offense in general might be the worst offense. Yeah, they might be the, the worst team. Yeah, in the whole league, like they really. Seattle looks like they might be in the conversation. Yeah, to be the worst team. Be, team in the I league. mean, they just played each other, and, and, and that's, I, I mean that's week two, right? Don't get crazy. Uh, the Niners play Seattle week two, so it's exactly. nice. But Chicago and Seattle played, I think, two nights ago. Yeah, or, it looked awful, and it was like they. It was like, oh my god, like Seattle looked worse. So, you got you got to. Two, you got a two-game appetizer where should be two and zero, should be two and zero, and then it gets real. Yeah. Now they come out and they struggle against those two opponents, and and Trey Lance is up and down. How do you think JD the fan base reacts? It's it's trouble given the opponents. Now it, if he struggled and they they opened up with. With Green Bay and and Kansas City, I think there will be a lot of well, Jimmy wasn't that good, and and they won, right? And so they're two and zero, and he'll get better. I, I think I, I'm kind of giving you the I'm giving you the the yeah. short version of it, like I, but I do think there'll be a lot of well, Trey, you know, Trey's young, and you know what, he's developing, and they're winning, so that's a that's a positive. But I do think it will be concerning, like it will be concerning if he doesn't look great. It, it, they have to win. Like, for me, they have to win regardless. So I'm not going to be coming down the road of if he doesn't look great, like he can't get better. Is But I, I will be concerned. if he. I would be concerned about him specifically and the ceiling of the team if it doesn't look smooth in those first couple of weeks, even if they win. Right. Like I said, for me, it's just the manner in which he – and the manner in which how he plays and how he looks. Like – if if his flaws are him like maybe trying to force some balls, force some balls in and throw a couple picks, whereas like you 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 can learn not to do that. You can learn not to be overly aggressive. Hey, I should have taken the sack. Hey, I should have threw that thrown that one away. Hey, probably shouldn't have tried to force that ball through that window. But if it's one of those, his passes are consistently high, floating. His passes are consistently at the feet of the receiver. If it's those kind of flaws, those mm-hmm. are the ones where it's like, those are harder to improve upon. At this point in your NFL career, it's like, it, it's hard. Like, like to compare it to maybe basketball, if you just have an awful basketball IQ, it's like, that's just who you are at that, at that point. It's hard to improve upon. You can prove other things, but accuracy at this level doesn't get much better, in my opinion. I think he's. I think he's got the mentality, the intelligence, the ability to process. Like I think all of that stuff. Like he's got the ability to grow in that manner. Like I don't think he's going to make a lot of bad decisions. Right. Especially as time goes on. I mean, there may be just young quarterback bad decisions. I think he will be able to work his way through that. The concerning thing for me will, is just there are some day, and this this comes from being at practice not every day, but. But I would say, I don't know, if there were 12 practices, I was probably at eight or nine of them mm-hmm. uh, before they went to, to Minnesota. And there were days where he just didn't have it. Like, there were days where it was just – it was that third and seven and Kittle's open and it hits him in the feet. Or he throws it behind him. Or there's, a, there's an out to the, to the sideline that's open and, it's, and it doesn't matter 
whether you're playing against Charvarius Ward, like it's open. The receiver got to the spot and the throw goes out of bounds. Like that's not necessarily great defense. That's you missed a throw that, that you should hit because your guy beat his man on that particular snap. And look, there are days where he does have it, but there are days where he doesn't have it. And there are times even within individual practices where he has it and doesn't have it. And I think that does project itself to translate into the regular season in some form. Right. And I want to, you know, I want to pose a question to our listeners and, you know, the people on the text line can chime in too. What would concern you from Trey Lance over the next couple, first couple of weeks of the seasons? What is it that would concern you the most if we saw out of him? You know, what's kind of the bar you're looking for? What will concern you? What are, what's the consistency level you're expecting, given all the context behind him getting to San Francisco, this team makeup, the roster makeup? What are things that would concern you? And the, the accuracy, that's my main concern. Yeah, that is the biggest thing for me. Because I do think, you know, as far as how it's going to look, and we'll get to a couple of calls here in just a second, I do think he is going to hit the deep ball. At a, at a greater level than Jimmy Garoppolo has hit it. Like, they are going to scheme yeah. up, play action. He's going to roll out or and or step up in the pocket and, and go. Like, I think both of those things are going to be in play. He's going to roll out and stop and hit a dude. He's going to drop back, have protection, step up, hit dudes deep. Like, I think he's going he to make those plays, and, and it's going to be, wow, this is something that the 49ers haven't had. I also think you mentioned it earlier – the escapability, the third and 12 where he makes a dude miss and picks up a first down and 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 keeps a drive moving in a manner that, that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't even dream right. of doing, right? So I think those two, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to dial up more designed runs, more RPOs or zone reads for him. I think that's from being at camp. I didn't think initially there was going to be as much of that as I saw. Okay. I, I think that is going to be in the bag. I don't think it's going to be primary. I think the offense is going to be, for the most part, the offense that the Niners ran with Jimmy, be able to hit more deep balls. But I do think they're – everybody wanted the Trey package last year. I think the Trey package plays that everybody wanted to see last year are going to be a component, a part of the offense this year. But I also think on the on the negative side to the to the point on the concern over accuracy, I do think there are going to be throws that it's just hey that dude's open and he misses it right. more than and basic stuff, simple stuff, and the stuff that frankly Jimmy Garoppolo got torn to shreds for not being able to do. Now you can say, well, he's a young player; it's different. That's fine, but that wide open third and seven that you can't hit. Is is a problem if you're a team that's trying to be a contender. So th- I think those are some of the positives how it's going to look, and also some of the negatives is how it's going to look. Like I said before, I'm not so much on board with the he's a young player excuse because inexperienced though. Inexperienced, he is. He is. He's inexperienced. I, I I'm not saying that it's not true, but given the context and how he was brought in and how this is a win now team, you knew you were trading for a young quarterback. So, you look, it's a ready-made team. And that ready-made roster might not be here in two, three years. Like, he has to, he has to quell some of those mistakes. Maybe he has a little shorter of a leash than most rookies because he's in a different situation. He is not, uh, he's not Zach Wilson, you know, in, in New York where it's like, you know what, they're going to grow and be bad together. He has to be better because he's on a ready-made team to win a Super Bowl. And everything I heard over the last two years, all they need is the quarterback. He's got to plug him in. He has to be better than Jimmy G. I don't want to hear that he's he's not better than Jimmy G right now because he's young. That's That wasn't the messaging I was told before he got here. I was told that they're bringing in a guy who is going to be an upgrade from day one and help them get to a Super Bowl. And I think that's the part that's so fascinating is, mm-hmm. is what does that look like? And I think some would say, well, the ability to hit a couple of deep balls will be an upgrade. Is it an upgrade, though, if you're hitting a couple of deep balls, but you're also 11 for 20? You know, you're, you're 11 for 20. You hit a couple of deep balls. You throw an interception. 
is you know is that good? And I think some weeks that will be good enough. I think other weeks that won't be good enough. But what's the reaction on the weeks where that isn't good enough? And I do think I, I I'm adamant that there will be there will that there are so many that that in the fan base that are so invested in his success because they wanted him so bad that there are going to be a lot of built-in excuses. Right. Even if this team's winning, it's going to, well, this Well, there has to be built-in excuses, really, because, like I said, every from the high majority of everything I've seen, the messaging has been, drop him in, we're going to be better, he's better than Jimmy G right now, and we're going to go out and compete for a Super Bowl because we made that upgrade on the quarterback position. That's all we really needed to do. Let's get Robin in San Francisco, 888-957-9570. Hey, Robin. Hey, J.D. Joe, you guys stole my thunder. Y'all must have read my question up there on that board. <laughs> I wonder what the fan <laughs> I wonder what the fan base is gonna say when he misses uh if they make it to the NFC championship game, uh if he misses a throw, wide open receiver, what excuse they gonna make? Oh, because he's young, all oh, because he's this. Here's the deal. I'm not advocating for Jimmy G or not. Uh, one way or the other, but it's just that as I listen to not not you guys, you guys are pretty on it, but all during the week, you know, JD, I, I'm a regular. I listen all sure. day. I be in my car driving all day, and all the things that I hear are like so applicable to Jimmy G. Like, what's different about Trey Lance? Well, it's going to be – they're already laying the groundwork. Yeah, Joe Shasky, if you're listening. Yeah, Bonte, if you're listening. They're already laying the groundwork. Oh, he's young. There's going to be mistakes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, but he's got talent. He's this. He's that. He's better than – how did he know? Well, Shanahan's going to run the same offense. Well, then, I mean, how is that any different than Jimmy G? I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I honestly think. I think that Shanahan – did not believe Jimmy G had the IQ to run his offense, and he kept making the same mistakes over and over. I really think that Cal Shanahan, I question his ability to really develop a quarterback. And, Joe, you just said something that really frightens me, that really gives me apprehension about this, is that this boy better catch on real quick because they're ready, they're ready to win a Super Bowl. Or Shanahan, you know, he's got a lot invested, but I don't know if Shanahan will shoot him to the curb. Peace out, you guys. Thanks, Robin. Uh, excellent phone call, as always, from Robin, Jason. Uh, as the, the Shanahan question is a fair one. And how much of what Trey Lance looks like as a quarterback in 2022 do you put on him, pass or fail? Yeah, no, that's very true because he's been in the system for a year. You, you would have to imagine Kyle Shanahan behind the scenes has been grooming him, mentoring him, coaching him up, so he is ready. Now, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is a high bar, even though Patrick Mahomes, was it two years he sat? He sat one year. Only one year? Yeah, he sat one year, and then they got beat by, I think it was the year Mariota beat him. Remember the the Chiefs? It was the Colts. It was Andrew Luck, right? Was it? Yeah, it may have been. It was was Andrew Luck versus Alex Smith. The Chiefs were up by like three touchdowns in the second half, and the Colts came back and won. Oh, I think that was earlier. That was an, oh. I think that was another year. Okay, but that was, but that was Alex loss, Smith, right? But that was Alex Smith. Okay. Yeah, that was that was an Alex Smith year. But then I think I want to say Mariota beat them in in Kansas City when the, in a game where they had a lead in the wow. fourth quarter, and then that was and then they went to Mahomes. They went to Mahomes in year two. Yeah. So. Look, like I said, so Mahomes, it's a really high bar. Boom, AFC Championship game, toe-to-toe with Brady, and, going to overtime. And he's winning games himself. Yeah. Not like literally by himself yeah. dragging people, but you after the game you said they won. But you look at his stats. He was a star. He was a star. Yeah, yeah you, you, he was a guy right away. So I'm not, I'm not setting that type of bar for Trey Lance. But I do think this is more of a situation where Trey has to come in and be good than this is a this is a five year plan because that was not the messaging going in. The messaging going in was we need someone better than Jimmy who's going to be good right now and help us take the next step. Not, hey, this is a guy we're gonna groom and we gotta be patient. That wasn't the messaging. If they told us that going into the trade, I'd be like, all right, but that was not the messaging. So I am not going to be of the opinion like, all right, this is that long-term plan. Now, of course, you have to have a little nuance to your thought. Like, 
you he you, you, you just have to see an upward trajectory. But I don't want to see a project. I want to see a guy. Oh, okay, he's pretty good, and there's room to get even better. And if he is a project, you better be winning. Yeah, at a minimum, right. if it's going to be a project, and and that's you know ten games getting into the playoffs, then let the chips fall where they may. Joe, TJ, James, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We're getting to you straight out of the break. It's John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey All right, 90 minutes to go. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas. We're just talking during the break a little bit. Well, you know know what? I promised the callers. I'm not going to get off on a tangent, Jason. I promised the callers we'd get to them. So that little tangent about Jimmy Garoppolo coming up here in in just a moment. Uh, Let's get to the phones, though. 888-957-9570. Joe in San Francisco gets us started this segment. What's going on, Joe? Hey, man. How's it going, guys? Happy Saturday. Um, I, I'm a, unfortunately an old time 49er guy it goes back decades and I'm, I support the decision to move to Trey very much. Notice I said the decision, not necessarily supporting Trey. Cause I think Jimmy, we, we saw what he could do. I don't think he's ever going to win be the reason why they won a big game and could be the reason why they lose it. But the, the thing that I want to say is that I, because I've seen this team for decades, I have strapped in for the roller coaster that is going to be Trey Lance. And I encourage all the Trey stands to buckle up. And I want to give an example of a classic historical game in 49er history. This was right after the Niners moved off of Joe. It was plan B, and Ronnie Lott and Roger Craig went to the Raiders and the 49ers went down to L.A., and Steve Young was starting. It was, it, was the jo- it was his job, and he was absolutely putrid. They lost like 12-9, 12-6 or something like that, didn't even score a touchdown. And that is the game that got, so, that got Charles Haley so crazed and bananas that Ronnie Lott had to go over into the 49er locker room to calm him down. And I think that's what caused the ultimate you know, Charles Haley versus Steve Young hatred. And so, but the thing that I remember most is back in the day we read in the papers and the the quote was from Dwight Clark, who said, 
this was a game that Joe would have won in his sleep. Yeah. And there's going to be games that this is going to happen, that even if Trey is playing great most of the time, there is going to be a stinker, a clunker of the game. And the people who know football, the players in his team, the coaches, they're going to know if, if it was Trey's fault or some other issue like that. So I'm supportive of this move, but it even took Steve Young time to get going. And you know, I'm not saying Trey's going to be Steve Young. He's not. There's only one Steve Young. But for all of us who are rooting and supportive of the decision, buckle up. Get your chin strap on, strap in, because there are going to be games where I think this is going to be ugly, but I think this is the right path, and I think ultimately it's going to pay off. Joe, excellent phone call, uh, 888-957-9570, Sunday, September 29th, 1991. Wow. At the L.A. Coliseum. He was dropping some My gems. man was right, 12-6. to 6. Uh, the, the 49ers lost to the... Los Angeles Raiders at that point in time, they were two and three going into their bye week off of that. And then they went two and four. And then they actually fell all the way to four and six after 10 games. They won their last six games that year to end up 10 and six, but they missed the playoffs uh, at 10 and six. Their, their 10 and six wasn't good enough. But that was, I mean, you, you, imagine, you imagine that season for Trey Lance? Oh man, what are well, we talking about? If ten and six, they two and three, four and six, ten and six, but ten and six and miss the playoffs. But when their last six, what was what was Steve Young's numbers like at the end of the year? It just all depends. Like, I can't lie and say I knew what yeah, Steve no Young's trajectory was. It's all about the eye test for me. Well, and the like next I, year, he won the MVP. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously I would take that. I'd take a bad year of Trey Lance this year if he's good enough to win an MVP next year. Uh, but I doubt Steve Young had a bad year. I'm sure he he showed – you don't just – you're not just bad and then become the MVP in a year, not at the quarterback position. you got to show signs at least. So, look, if if the 49ers are 10-6 and six and miss the playoffs this year, well, they'd have to be either 10-7 and seven or 11-6. and six. Uh, you got to make the playoffs. You just you have to make the playoffs. This team has to make the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs. You definitely have to make the playoffs. I'm looking at Steve Young's 91, and he also didn't start all of those games uh, as well. So I think he he must have had an injury at some point because he was five and five in in those starts in in that particular season. So I'm looking at he had 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions in 10 games. So kind of kind of Jimmy Garoppolo esque. I think the 49ers, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I think <laughs> first five games, I think they should be four and one. I do. Four and one. Yeah, at least four. Yeah, I, I almost look at it as six and like you got to be four and two. Yeah, four and two. But even like five and one with the first six because, look, I'm not as high on the Broncos no, as everyone Okay. Is. I don't think they'll be as good as people. That's are a saying. tough game, though. It is. To go play as a prime young time, quarterback prime Sunday time, night. Mile high. And Denver's a sneaky like unbelievable atmosphere. And, oh yeah, I was that. I like went people to forget that. I went yeah. to Eagles Broncos last year. That stadium is amazing and is a great atmosphere. You're right, and uh, you know, um, there's Russell Wilson on the other side. Russell Wilson's not going to beat himself, but I mean, the, the Bears, Niners thought they were getting away from that, right? And seriously. then they don't get a week two, but they get a week three. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> the Bears in Seattle are gimmicks, and the Falcons are no good in my opinion either. Yeah, that's a game you should win. So, I think that's a game you should win, for sure. So it's really the Broncos and the Rams. Um, oh, and the Panthers, they're no good either. Well, one thing Jimmy Garoppolo could do was beat the Rams. Well, yeah. Until the championship game. I mean, Jimmy beat the bad teams. Yeah. I mean, he beat most of the good teams, too. You look at his record. He split, for sure, against the good teams. And, yeah. and you're right. They, they beat the bad teams. You know, the other part of this uh, – Kyle Shanahan's still going to want to run it 30 times. Yes. Like that like that template, let's not get it twisted, is not changing. Like mm-hmm. he is still going to want he, – he's got playmakers. He and sets his quarterbacks up for success. He, he wants to run it 30 times. He wanted to do it with Garoppolo. He'll want to do it with Trey Lance. But I think he will also believe that playing that smash mouth type of game – will make things easier on Trey Lance because it'll free everything up on the play action and, and get get some of these dudes like 
11, Ayuk, and 19, Debo, and 85, Kittle, and even Juszczyk and others open. Right. Yeah. The recipe's there. You know, they have a, they have that ready-made team. The 49ers are really good. They are. They are really good. They have a really good solidified roster. They just need Trey to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the bar. Wrapping up the uh, the 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 caller brought up that ninety one year with Steve Young. Just just for for context of what was to come, it went after that year where they went ten and six, missed the playoffs. Nineteen ninety two. So he went MVP, NFC Championship game, lost to Dallas. Uh, A juggernaut. And then ninety three. They lose in the NFC Championship game to Dallas again. 94, he wins a second MVP, and they win the Super Bowl, beat Dallas, and then they end up making the playoffs the next three years with with him as a quarterback, but I think made it to one other NFC Championship game against Atlanta, if uh, memory serves. But they were were in the playoffs either either, – and usually they were winning a round, even in years where they may have lost to, to Green Bay or others. Right. Yeah, they. I mean, speaks for itself. Steve Young, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so he he handled the the adversity or whatever to the tune of MVP, couple championship games, Super Bowl, another MVP, and basically getting bounced in the second round of the playoffs every year except one. And I'm I'm interested to see because you got to figure it's not going to be all sunflowers and roses for Trey Lance, even if he's good this year. I'm interested to see how he handles media pressure because he hasn't, you know, he hasn't had to in his life. He went to North Dakota state. They win 90% of their games down there. Uh, let's be real. The media scrutiny in, in Fargo, North Dakota, a little, hit, little li- different, a little different than a market like this where the fan base is rabid and there's expectations and everyone has an opinion. Uh, so I'm interested to see, I mean, there's been nothing that, you know, there's been nothing that has hinted that he's not going to be uh, have a lot of mental fortitude. I actually think he's going to be great in that area, but it will be interesting to see uh, how he reacts, how he handles media. I mean, he handled it gracefully last year as a rookie. You know, some rookies would have probably been like, "I should start." Like, why? Why am I backing up this guy? We were talking about this yesterday on Zen for Guru, and I, we're talking to Steiny and Trey Lance does seem to have the 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 demeanor that you would want you you know uh, it's a calm demeanor it's a soft spoken demeanor i think he's he's learning when he can be his natural self in terms of some personality or some humor and and, and things like that kind of picking his spots but he and and i don't want to get over my skis here but the sense that like he does have kind of a it is kind of the steph curry buster posey style right now, i'm not saying I mean, obviously, there's a lot of game that ha- and and how he actually deals with the adversity when it comes his way will tell the story. But I do think he's got a calm, appropriate demeanor to him that that is what you want from a quarterback. Yeah, I, I do too. And I've you know I've gotten a chance to talk to him uh, a bit too. He's a he's a really good dude. He, he seems like a very cerebral guy too. Never too high, never too low, which is what you want at, at the quarterback position. And uh, yeah, you know, so like my first boss in TV, I should say my second boss, my first on-air boss, my sports director when I worked in Bismarck, North Dakota, he's the voice of the NDSU Bison okay. uh, for football too. So he doubled as that as well. So we chatted a lot about Trey Lance when Trey Lance came here because I didn't really know much about him. Obviously, I'm not uh, studying uh, NDSU game tape. And they had nothing. he had nothing good, but good things to say. And this is a guy who can be honest with me. He's not trying to sell me on Trey Lance. He can be like, oh, he's an a-hole. Or, uh, you know, he, great kid, sure. works his butt off. You're going to love him. And I talked to Trey about this guy. Like, when I met Trey at a, on a more personal level at the uh, movie or the documentary premiere of Trent Williams, that Silverback mm-hmm. documentary. Mm-hmm. He was there. So chatting with Trey and – he seems like he's a guy who people will rally around, and it seems like his teammates have just because it was a little. I was wondering a little what the dynamic would be with the teammates uh, on the transition from Jimmy yeah, to. They loved Jimmy. They loved. They loved, they loved Jimmy. Him. They respected him. Respected him. Played hurt, gamer. 
just like I said, I don't want to talk like talk about Jimmy Garoppolo like he he's Aaron right. Rodgers or anything. Don't don't get me wrong. He had his flaws, but he had the respect for of that sure. locker room. Is my point. And you know, you guys that transition. Everybody's not always on board. I haven't seen any signs, whether it's quotes or body language, that people are upset. And that speaks a lot. That speaks a lot because he he is replacing a guy who was viewed extremely highly in that locker room. Let's get TJ in Richmond. Hey, TJ, appreciate you waiting. Uh, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's up, y'all? So I'm I'm going to call it old-school 49er fan, and I do mean old-school. So I could tell you stories about, like, before there was Steve Young, I'm listening on the radio to Steve DeBerg to, okay. to punk it. And I'm saying that because it's just, you know, it's a different day, but some of the stuff remains the same. So I remember watching, listening to Steve, uh, listening to the game with Steve DeBerg, and they get so close, and then he throws the interception. You know, Freddie Solomon, Gene Washington, like before Kittle, my favorite tight end was Russ Francis. Um but I'm going to say this. My number one concern with Trey Lance right now is just the fact that I'm mentioning my number one concern with Trey Lance. My number one with Trey Lance is his ears. So y'all just hit on everything, a lot of things I was about to say, because his ears lead to his head. And I don't want him right now the scrutiny already that's going on about him. And I could just see people are just waiting. Skip Bayless, um, you know, Stephen A. Smith, people are just waiting to talk about him and I saw after after the last preseason game, he seemed pretty happy up there at the, at the podium because he did well. But that kind of concerned me because I need him to be a little bit more even kill regardless because it's going to be ups, it's going to be downs. And I, I'm scared that he might start listening too much to folks and their opinions, and that might throw him off just a little bit. So that's all I got. Thanks for the call, TJ. A good one. And, you know, I mean, that's a fair point. I don't – and I didn't mean to cut you off, J.D. No, I apologize. I, you know, that's a fair point, but I haven't gotten any indication that that's been the case. Like, there are some really impressionable guys, and I know, like, we'll talk about the Warriors in, soon, but, like, for instance, James Wiseman, he's very impressionable. Yeah. You can tell by the body language. You can tell by his pressers, and I've been told that. Sure. He's impressionable. So I don't get those vibes with Trado. I really don't. No, I, I think he can handle it either way. He's He's equipped to handle it either way. It's just a matter of... How does he do it? Yeah, and, and and does he have the talent? Like, and I mean, I think he has the talent, but does he perform? Is right. probably the the better way to way to say it. Uh, James in in the South Bay. What's up, James? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. So, I want to talk about Trey a little bit. So, obviously, we haven't really seen him too much, but Shanahan and and Lynch thinks very highly of him, and I think we all know he has a huge upside. So here's a hypothetical question. We need a quarterback, Jimmy G, store a quarterback. But let's say Cleveland Browns drafted Lance. Would we, which players on our current roster would we give up to get Lance if we had a chance to? Or would we? I'm not sure I understand the question, James. Run that by me again. If I guess my question is if Lynch and Shanahan are so high on Trey, right, that they, they sure. think he has a huge upside, and if we need a quarterback, and let's say if Cleveland Browns had originally drafted Trey, right? Okay. That's their quarterback, that's their rookie. Would we ever give up any current player on the Niners roster to trade for Trey? Like, I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, okay. I get what he's saying. He's basically saying, we traded for this guy. He was kind of an unknown. This is what we got. Sure. This is what we thought of him. Now, say – Say he was on the Browns, would we still give up that real estate? I would give it up in terms of draft capital because you never know what those players are going to be. Right. I wouldn't be giving it up in terms of like George Kittle or Debo Samuel. Yeah, if that's what we're talking about. No, but. no. I mean, that's a crazy <laughs> hypothetical. Um, it's kind of an unfair, and I if, yeah, it yeah. was a great call. It's kind of an unfair because like hindsight is always twenty twenty, and we're not even at the point yet. We're not even near the point to draw a conclusion on how that trade was. We'll we'll get a way better feel uh, in about two two months from now. But right now, it's uh, you know what? You got to roll with what you got. You made it. You can't think in terms of what would you do now. I mean, the bar is high. 
We've established that over the last couple of hours. The bar is extremely high with the messaging that the organization put out, the um, just expectations that the fans and some of the rhetoric that the fans have put out. The bar is high, but you gotta you gotta be all in now. You have yeah. to be, and you have to put all your confidence in, and you have to operate as if this guy is going to be your next All-Pro quarterback. You definitely do. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas. We're here until 1 o'clock, so a little over an hour to go here. Comcast Business text line 408. How do you guys think Trey will do in games 7 through 9? We ran through at Chicago, home Seattle, at Denver, which I think is a tough game. The Rams at home. Although you should be able to win any home game, that doesn't mean you necessarily will obviously win them all. But they should win some games against good teams at home. Every every good team should. Uh, and then at Carolina, at Atlanta, I think you're saying you're saying maybe four, two, five, and one. I I think four and two is acceptable through that. But then to the Texter's point, it gets a lot more difficult. Here here are the yeah, next seven through nine is a brutal. Yeah, stretch. it is seven can, through ten really. Kansas City. At the Rams, the Chargers at Levi Stadium on Sunday Night Football battle of a couple of young quarterbacks. And then at Arizona, the Cardinals, you say what you want about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are always a handful for the Niners. I mean, they annihilated them last year at, at Levi Stadium with Colt freaking McCoy at quarterback. They've always struggled with the Cardinals since I've been in this they, market. Yes, they have. And that's that was two I've been here since 2018. It's just like it doesn't matter the team's records, what's going on. The Cardinals are just a thorn. The Cardinals, they won to, to that point, and it's even been since you've been here. And just, just off the top of my head, because I remember this, Jim Harbaugh's last game in 2014 after everything fell apart and they had the mutual parting ways. The Niners beat the Cardinals that, that day, and they didn't beat him again for four years. Right. Like, didn't beat him again until Garoppolo. They, they got swept in 15, 16, 17, and 18. And then Garoppolo beat him close twice in right. the 2019 game. And then, yeah, it's been nothing but trouble uh, essentially since uh, in the two games last year. That, that was something I was sitting around kind of thinking. They were 2-4 and four in the division last year. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was like, damn, they almost went to the – and it was in the context of – They should have went to the Super Bowl. It was like, damn, they were 2-4 and four in the division and, and, and damn near went to the Super Bowl. Beat the, and they beat the Rams twice – and lost both games to Seattle and both games to well, Arizona. One of, the, one of those Rams wins, if I'm not mistaken, thinking back, was like a turn season turning. It around was win, they a were turnaround win. They were in it was they were in Monday trouble. Night Football, and they had just gotten blasted by the Cardinals. Exactly, they and it was like if this if you lose tonight, it's a wrap. Right, and then they blew them out. Mm -hmm. It was that was crazy, and that was kind of the start. And it's still, gosh, it's it was, still yeah, that like it. that. That Rams loss in the postseason still still irks me because they had that game in in hand. They should have won. They should have gone to the Super Bowl. And you know, this is all woulda, coulda, shoulda's now. I think they beat the Bengals if they make the Super Bowl. Bengals are good. Don't get me wrong. And that was a really good Super Bowl to watch. It was a fun Super Bowl to watch. I was I was rooting for the Bengals just because. Uh, I like Joe Burrow, and I covered LSU for a couple of years when I lived down there, so I just have an affinity for LSU guys, and, you know, obviously Chase is an LSU guy too. But they're a beatable team. Like, they weren't yeah. world beaters. You know, the 49ers lost the Super Bowl, in my opinion, when they lost that fourth – blew that fourth-quarter lead. Yeah. I, I think they go on to win the Super Bowl. And I think the Bengals were playing better, obviously, having the playoff run that they had than when the Niners played them, but the Niners beat them. In Cincinnati last year, remember? I mean, Jimmy saved them. Remember, yep. they had the lead, they blew yep. it. Yep. And Jimmy, I mean, that was another one of those. Hey, you don't win in Cincinnati, you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. As it turned out, and were that one of those weeks where they didn't even come back home to San Francisco? They stayed like out in like Mid America, and I then because they had two, they had two like East Coast games. I think it was Seattle though. Was the the week before? So I don't okay, think they so did. Maybe not. Maybe I don't not. think they did. I you know I what I mean? Every they, now and then they'll yeah, stay in West well, they're Virginia. Doing it this year they're doing it this year in between. Uh, Carolina and Atlanta. Yeah. They're staying at the Greenbrier again in, okay. in West Virginia. So that's the what? The week, the fifth and the sixth game. Yep. They're doing that in October. Uh, but yeah, as far as just, to, and we got a couple of calls here we'll get to. But as far as, yeah, Kansas City, and so you might be four and two, but then it's Kansas City Rams Chargers. And look, you, you're going to have to be able to win one of those games. Like, right. period. Like, you may not have to win. It'd be great if you win two or whatever, all of them, but you're going to have to 
you're going to have to win one of those games. Mm-hmm. And if that means you're five and four, six and three, whatever, then you know, you, then then you you figure it out from there. But you're going to have to beat some good teams, and I and I think the Niners are capable. They feel they're capable of doing it. Yeah, I mean they are. They they're going to beat some good teams. If if they're a team that I think they are, I think. Look, I think there's probably about six six teams realistic with realistic Super Bowl aspirations. Obviously, you're going to have about ten to twelve teams who say that, but we're talking realistic. I think the 49ers are in that handful of teams. Well, and to your point, and I know I think maybe you have a, a higher expectation for them or a higher bar, higher standard you want to see met mm-hmm. for this team. To me, there's just no excuse for in this year's NFC to not make the playoffs. Like right. even if the Rams are better than you, even if the Packers are are pretty good, somebody's going to win the East. Uh, but I think the Niners would at least. I think the Niners should project to be better than anybody in the East. Yeah, e- even if depending, you know, no matter who winds up winning it. And then I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, you know, how many how many playoff teams are in you know, Tampa Bay is probably going to be in, yeah, in the South, the South. But, and maybe New Orleans is good, maybe not. But the night, like, how are the Niners not top seven? Like to me, it like no, I think. And look, I don't even think the Rams are a lock in terms of being better. Like hangover. Look, they played the Niners beat them two out of three times last year. And honestly, I think they should have beat them three times. Like, you need—I'm not calling the four, the the Rams a lucky Super Bowl winner, but you need things to go your way. But I don't think the Rams were overwhelmingly better than like a bunch of teams. I, I think I think the Bengals were right there. They showed in that yeah, game. I think won. the Niners were right there. So my point is, I don't think the Rams are just a pencil in to win the division. I don't. Yeah, I, it's I, and look, the hangover thing is real, and, mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll see how that plays out. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero up against it. We'll get Gabe and Carlito. Final hour, straight ahead here on ninety five seven. The game. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 